Hey, welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour. I'm Jason Rockman, your host, and uh, thanks again for joining us. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to uh, welcome you each week. Uh, as you know, our new episodes now are dropping on Mondays. We uh, kind of like that day a little bit better. Start of a new week, start of a uh, a new vibe. So um, thanks for hanging with us, and thanks for listening and for uh, and for checking back with us. We really really appreciate it. This week's episode is a crazy one for me because this guy has been important to me for as long as I can remember. Uh, I still remember seeing Clockwork Orange at Cinema 5 and NDG when I was a wee lad and it scarred me, but in the best way. <laughs> and uh, I, I, you know, I've had a chance to meet him before. I've had a chance to talk to him, but this was great to really have a bit of a back and forth um, really focused, you know, not at a convention, not at, uh, not somewhere where he's running to somewhere else. I mean, he was, he was here to talk about his new show and, um, which is really good by the way, CBC has a new show called son of a critch. And I really, really suggest you checking it out. He plays a very crotchety old grandpa that is just brilliant. <laughs> and I think, uh, I've seen the first two episodes of aired so far and uh, you can check it out on CBC and, and on jam as well. Their streaming service. I never take it for granted what I get to stand in front of this guy. And, uh, he's, he's pretty special. So, uh, this week we're going to be joined by none other than Malcolm McDowell. But before we get to that, let me introduce you to my co-host Ryan stick, Ryan, Malcolm McDowell. Man. Are you, yeah, are, man. Are, are you a fan of any of his work? Like what, what do you remember him from? I'm actually, I really liked his stint in community actually, mm -hmm. but I also, uh, one of the first times I remember seeing him was in, um, Star Trek generations Yeah, and he's, uh, kind of the guy that, uh, you know, uh, well, if depending on which timeline you're looking at or whatever, like kind of kills Captain Kirk, but he's uh, <laughs> he showed up at Montreal Comic Con. Well, yeah. he was a guest, yeah. but there was a special panel between uh, William Shatner and Patrick Stewart. It was a special event, like the two captains. And then in the middle of it, Crashed. the Comic Con team kind of scheduled for yeah. him to kind of like make an appearance. And you just hear this microphone and this voice coming out of nowhere. And you're just and what an instant presence and you hear this hush go over an audience of a thousand plus people and just it was awesome man he's he's special man he's got he's got a way about him that when he walks in he just commands the room you know and and there's he's done so many cool things and what i like about malcolm mcdowell is he's always relevant he's not one of these guys like oh yeah he was good in that i mean he was good in clockwork orange 50 years ago and he was good in son of a critch which is on now um, he was also amazing when he did his stint as Ari Gold's uh, nemesis in Entourage. The guy is just always good. Um, so, you know, Ryan, talking to Malcolm McDowell, there's there's a few people that we'll we'll, we'll chat with that uh, you know, and you done you know you know what it's like too. You get nervous because you're a big fan, and you're trying mm. not to, you know. And I'm pretty good with keeping a cool face, but with him, I was nervous a bit because it's Malcolm McDowell. You know, like. It, it's he's somebody that's done so many cool things and he's so respected and he's so sharp-witted you know that the guy if he wanted to cut you down with his tongue he could do it in a second but he was just he's just such a gracious guy and um and he's there's he's so unassuming and he's not uh i don't know it's just he just i think because of some of the characters he's played you'd think he would be a prick but he's the furthest thing from it. He's just really, really nice. He's a really, really nice guy and he's kind. And I think he understands that, you know, he's done a lot of things that are iconic and, but he doesn't act like an icon. Do you know what I mean? 
Absolutely. And a uh, big shout out to my friend, Marco Vaccaro, who's like gone out as this character in Clockwork Orange for Halloween a, yeah. a few times. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it, to play a character that's so kind of like, uh, you know, a heel, you could say in wrestling yeah. terms, like literally kind of a bad dude, but make him so charming and so likable like that. That's kind of a gift. And that kind of suaveness is something that only Malcolm McDowell could pull off. Yeah, and I was able to um, I was able to uh, to chat with him a bit about Clockwork Orange. Suaveness, suave, God, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I was able to I was able to chat with him a bit about Clockwork Orange too, which was great because, um, you know, it is the fiftieth anniversary of Clockwork, and um, so yeah, we got to chat with him a bit about Clockwork Orange, and that was cool, and and about this new show, Son of a Critch. So check it out. Here is our uh, conversation with Malcolm McDowell. Hi. I'm, hi, hi, Malcolm. How are you? Good, thank you. Great to chat again. We we've met uh, before at uh, Ottawa Comic Con, actually. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Grow yeah. right. Oh my right. god, that's when <laughs> Trudeau came. It was. It was actually when we had our special guest before he was actually in. Um, before he was, yeah. he was, he was officially in in the house. I know, know? and it's really wild. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. He and was I very nice. That... He came by and said hi, and oh he's yeah. A he also, I, th- I think Margot Kidder was there that year as well. So it was a, uh, it was That's a good right. year. It was a really, really good year, but yeah. I, I want to talk to you about uh son of a critch because this is, this yeah. is fun. Um, I guess you're familiar with the fact that CBC has been knocking it out of the park with comedies in the last little while. Well, I know they had Schitt's Creek, right? Yeah. What else they have? Uh, they've got that. They've got uh, Kim's Convenience. So they're they're pretty much on this hot streak right now. And uh, oh, yeah. and well, I'm thinking uh, after watching wow. a couple of these episodes, I'm I'm thinking that this is gonna this is it, it's got all the elements. I think that people are going to be looking for to have a little bit of escapism and then kind of bring back those those memories of being a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, listen, it's beautifully written. Mark is a wonderful writer and. That's the reason I'm involved because I just read the scripts and I went, "Geez, um, yes, um, uh, they're you know they're beautifully written and you know they're heartwarming." And I and honestly, I think that people need something like this right now because of the last two years, what's been going on. You know, there's a lot of people that are. Um, you know, that are kind of depressed because of isolation. A lot of people are suffering uh, mentally from this. You know, that's not really talked about. Right. But, um, God, um, you know, it's really funny because it was brought home to me because I had a friend of mine who was in London, actually, and she was in her apartment and couldn't leave the flat um, and was nervous about doing anything. Mm. and ended up um, with dementia. I mean, literally, and and it must have been partly due to the isolation and the fear. Yeah. um, You know, so... um, So, I don't know why we got on that, but... but, (laughs) No, but I mean... I'm just saying that that it's a good time for comedy, is what I'm saying. And, 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 you know, we got on that because the entire world is going through this together at the same time and this is yeah. I, I i don't you know i can't remember yeah. in my lifetime the last time the entire world went through something together and we're able to talk about it no. every day with each other um from, i guess the um one of the world wars but uh yeah 
we weren't all together. Right. <laughs> that, exactly. <laughs> and we weren't connected. Yeah. You know, we would hear stories and, yeah. um, but you know, um, there's something about your character and, and I, you know, I, I appreciate what you said at the beginning. I don't think you're at a point in your life where you have to do anything. I think you pick what you want to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I, and I think it speaks to, to the writing because your lines um, are some of the best lines in the two episodes that I've seen so far. And, you know, you don't, you come in, you do your thing, you leave, but it's so, yeah. it just stays. It's like, oh man, that's a zinger. Oh man, that's a zinger. Listen, at my age, I don't want to be first in last out. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I want to come in, you know, do a, do a couple of things and then take a little time off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but I want to have fun. And, and um, so Mark provided that with this. This is the perfect thing for me to do. And I, I just love being in Newfoundland. You know, what an incredible place yeah. with incredible people. You know, um, it, it's just such a damn privilege to do it, really. And they're all, there's such a good cast. The kids were fantastic. Yeah. They really Even are. the nuns were great, you know. <laughs> you know, it really is. There's, <laughs> there's this one scene where the nun is passing around uh, a manila envelope to the kids to guess what's inside the envelope. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. wonderful when I don't want to give anything away, but no, I mean that I is know. <laughs> I know great. it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, oh, it's crazy. It, I know it's so much fun. She's brilliant. That, that oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it's a great cast. Are really fantastic and <clears throat> i just hope it uh you know it connects with the audience i think it will i i think it will i'm i'm almost certain it will i mean after watching that i think i think it like i said it has all the elements that people are going to identify with um this is a big big year for clockwork orange um yeah, let's it face is. it okay um i i know i'm a big clockwork fan uh you know you you you're always in my room with me oh my god oh that's a cool that's a japanese one i i have this one i have another one um i've got this wow. one as, i've got this one as well with your different heads have you got this <laughs> i you know what i'm gonna one-up you on that i've got this one <laughs> no this is the 4k i've got the 4k this is the is UK, that 4k this is the uk steelbook <laughs> oh i love how i'm one-upping malcolm <laughs> you you one-up me i thought but, i was Lucky to have this. Well, they you're sent lucky. me a box of them. You but got you this, got you got one up on me. You were in the movie. The 4K, <laughs> the 4K though, it, it's as good as the print of the premiere of the movie. Well, this is what I was going to say. Um, you know, I'm a big per, I'm a big uh, supporter of 4K, especially with older stuff because really yeah. the whole the whole purpose of 4K <clears throat> is you're able to pull out so much data out of film when you do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the transfer on this is absolutely gorgeous. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, when when you're at a point where you're at in your life, and I mean this is quite a while back, what's it like for you to look back on it with that kind of clarity and to see it that clearly? Is it a trip? Yeah. I mean, God, it, it's total trip you know because i'll see i haven't watched it all yeah. but i'll see a bit of it usually i see the beginning and the end because i go to have dinner in between <laughs> and um i think the end is brilliant you know i, I when i think back is a lot of that was um improv you know um, yeah and and weirdly, so we shot the end sequence in the hospital 
bed and the minister coming in and then the crazy doctor lady with the things. And mm. I remember saying to Stanley, I'm getting, this is getting stale. Why can I literally say the first thing in my, he goes, yeah, do try one. And of course that's the one. <laughs> that's the one that stayed in. And I kind of go cabbages, knickers. <laughs> and um <clears throat> Because it lifts the whole movie. Yeah. Suddenly the energy lifts the movie. It, it's remarkable, really. Um, and then the whole thing with him, I could see Stanley getting bored when the minister was wrapping up the movie, basically. Yeah. And he's cutting my steak. And I I, I could see him out of my periphery vision, um, ready to pull the plug on this, like cut his dial or something. And and so I just went like this to hurry him up. Yeah. And the next thing I see Stanley with a handkerchief in his mouth. He was laughing so hard. And and that became what the whole scene was about. Yeah. And it took the curse off it. You know, it just made it absolutely. So we shot all that. The next sequence became. Uh, you know the when the guys in uh, do the home invasion mm -hmm. and um so you know we sat around because you can't do a stylized wonderful bit you know in the hospital and then go and do a naturalistic it it, it just was not going to work and um i remember saying stanley we we can't just come in kick him and then you know, throw bottles through the window. I mean, that, that's what that's that's not gonna work. You know, we gotta we gotta come up with something better than that. So he goes, Yeah, I'll get the stuntman in and do this and do that. And okay, we you know, so we were five days without shooting. And then he walked past me and goes, Can you dance? <laughs> now I was so bored by this time, I went, Can I dance? <laughs> And went straight into singing in the rain. Wow. That's straight in. And he put me in the car, drove back to the house, bought the rights, came back, and we shot for another week doing that sequence. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Were, were there moments in, in Son of a Critch where you were allowed to have some artistic liberty like that and to do some? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 But, you know, it was so well written, yeah. to be honest. There was one where he gets mixed up with the meds and stuff okay and we had a wonderful director as the, the oh yeah the actor okay jay who's an actor um anyway he's a very good director he goes malcolm just you know because he's a world war ii nut like i am right he goes it tell the story of well how about the you know the dam busters thing and i'm i'm lying there going you know it was the bouncing bomb that did it. Bounce, 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 boom, sink, boom. <laughs> ah, the bouncing bomb. And, and went into this whole thing. I mean, nobody would know what the hell I was talking about, but it was perfect. Right. Because right. it was, you know, and, and he's like going, what, what? He's nuts, you know. <clears throat> and saying, we lost a good man on the way back. We lost many men on the way back. I was tail end Charlie, you know, that's that gunner at the back. Um, 
He said, but they wouldn't take me in for flying. I had flat feet. I think that's what my un uncle told me once. He goes, yeah, I couldn't fly. I had flat feet. And I went, well, aren't everybody's feet flat? He goes, no, flat feet. Apparently, that is something you can't do in the military. I don't know why. But anyway, um, I guess it's like bone spurs. The Trump thing, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, um, but but we didn't do too much because it was so well written. You didn't yeah. have to. It really does. It is really wonderful. And and Malcolm, I, I wanted to thank you for taking the time to chat today. I'm really looking forward uh, to see people's reaction to this. And uh, and again, uh, you know, it's just an absolute pleasure to chat. And thank you for the stories of uh, of clockwork because those are those are pretty special to me. <laughs> okay, you bet. Thanks a lot. Bye, Jason. Bye. The first time I was supposed to chat with Malcolm McDowell, um, I had gone to Fan Expo, and it okay. was before. I think it was. We just had had our first year of Montreal Comic Con. It was like in its infancy, really, really in its infancy. And I had gone to Toronto to Fan Expo, and it was the first year that I went with Julia. And I had bought a little camera, and I was trying to get uh, little, you know, little interviews or little shout outs for, I think it was for Slaves on Dope stuff that we were doing. And I was waiting for Malcolm McDowell, and someone jumped in front of us. And Julia got into an argument with the person who jumped in front of us. And Julia has, you know, Julia's our producer, and she's also my wife. And She's um, mild mannered and sweet, and you know, she's until <laughs> until yeah. But every once in a while, um, there's you know, there's a little fire in her that comes out, and um, it came out right before we were talk, supposed to talk to Malcolm McDowell. She just kind of told the person who was in front of us, and I I, I got how the etiquette was like it was. A, there were a bigger media outlet. They came with this huge camera, and they kind of pushed to the front. And I was like, all right, well, we'll just move back, and we'll we'll just, uh, we'll just be patient. We'll be happy to have our time with him when we get our time with him, we're just happy to have any time with him. And, uh, I remember she just fucking unloaded on the person was like, excuse me, we were waiting here. And like, and I was like, I just fucking turned around and walked away and she walked out and said, where are you going? I'm like, we're done. I'm not doing that. Like, that's totally embarrassing. And <laughs> we got into a, not a, not an argument. We were been in, in a bit of a spat. And then when he showed up in Montreal as our guest, I think it was Montreal or Ottawa. It was Montreal or Ottawa years later. Uh, I was interviewing him. Someone jumped in front of you and no, just no, no, we, kicked him no, in no. the face. It was, it was <laughs> no, but it was we were interviewing him, and uh, I think Julia was with me. And I looked at her. I said, "Please don't do what you did in Toronto." And we both laughed. So, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you know I I've learned over the years to just it it'll happen when it happens, and there's no need to kick and scream and or or put your flag in the sand or say, "Do you know who the fuck I am?" Or you know, bow to me. I am your king or queen or whatever the shit you know. Just be yourself and and just have patience. And and that's what's so gratifying about this episode is that I got to have a real nice conversation with Malcolm. And it took a while to have, but this was a really good one. This is a really good one. It was, it was to me, it meant it meant the world. It was like I was like a little kid talking to him. So when I'm about to talk to someone I really want to talk to, you know, I get the yips, I overthink, but uh, you yeah. seem to handle yourself pretty well. What did uh what was your pre-game plan before uh, going toe to toe with Mr. Uh, McDowell? I think just to to have uh, you know obviously respect and listen, not to you know not to 
don't know. Just try to listen. Just try to listen and be engaged in the conversation and not be distracted at all. Um, it's always a challenge when you're doing a junket style interview, which this was. Um, we were lucky enough to oh, have. you're very engaged right now thanks ryan um it's very it's always a challenge when you're doing something that's like in a junket style where you're very very tight on time we had a bit more time with them than you would in a traditional junkets uh setting but it's it's just you know i could talk to him about cat people for 45 minutes you know i could talk to him about caligula for 45 minutes so just the fact that we got to chat a little bit about clockwork. We got to obviously talk about son of a critch, which is what he's promoting, which is a fun show. Um, but it, I think it's just being engaged and being in the moment and not being distracted. So, um, and you know, just to, to be able to have him pull out his version of clockwork orange on 4k and I don't want to say one up him, but show him, Oh, did you know about this version? Which he didn't, um, w- was really fun. But I, I, it's, it's tough because, I could let that conversation go on forever and ever. And he would probably be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know, but you understand what I'm saying, right? It's like, you know, you host your, your, you, you mean white TV show. Yeah. Um, that show is all about the stuff you're super passionate about. So for you, you could talk to these guys for hours about maybe one episode of one thing. And, and you, but at one point you're like, is the rest of the world going to give a fuck about what I'm talking about right now to the point where I am? You know what I mean? Like, you know what well, I'm saying? It, it's kind of a niche genre, but at the same time, like Canadian television doesn't value its history. So mm-hmm. they don't make any special features for anything when it comes to the subject on my show. So yeah. I had to kind of go and invent the special features. Like at least there's like all these clockwork orange re-releases and documentaries and all this kind yeah. of stuff. But it is amazing every now and then when you could still peel out new information from something that seems to be such common knowledge and it's not impossible. And I've seen you do it with many people yeah. where, uh, you know, you'll be able to ask them about something, a light will go off in their eyes and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll answer a question happily because you didn't just ask them what their favorite episode of the show they were in yeah. was. That, that's how it felt with him, with yeah. Malcolm, when he started telling us stuff about working with Kubrick and, you know, um, the dancing, like the singing in the rain scene and all that. And, and I, I, I have to strongly encourage anybody who's listening, if you have not seen a Clockwork Orange, you need to see it. It's a staple in cinema. Um, it, 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 you have to, you have to see this movie and you got to watch it a couple of times because it's just a phenomenal piece of cinema. And it's, uh, you know, David Prowse is in it. <laughs> he, he's, you know, Darth Vader's in this movie. He got one of his first roles um, in this film. So it's, uh, it's a special movie. It's definitely a special film. And it's, yeah. uh, it, it's one, you know, his performance is phenomenal. There's so many great performances in the movie. And it's, it's Kubrick. I mean, Stanley Kubrick is just one of the greats, man. One of the greats, you know, and to be one able to have, greats. just to hear a tidbit of information about someone that worked with Stanley Kubrick is... Um, it's one of the reasons why I get up in the morning and do this because it's, that's, that's what the goal is, is to have great conversations like that. So absolutely, man. Uh, listen, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, we've, we're back into 2022 in a big way. Uh, I want to remind people Mondays are when we have our new episodes now. So if you've been waiting on Fridays and going, Hey, there's no new Rockman power hour. Mondays are when we're going to be dropping these episodes. Uh, please like, and subscribe and uh, you'll be alerted as to when a new episode drops. Uh, Ryan, next week we've got some, um, some, something really cool coming because 
you, you know, when you think of heavy metal and you think of rock and roll, the first thing that mm. comes to mind is the flute. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to give away who our guest is next week, but let's just say he, he made the flute iconic in heavy metal and in rock. You could, you could say that he can steal a Grammy from Metallica. I didn't even talk to him about that, but like, like, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. He, he's definitely someone who's, um, who's, uh, who's left his mark on rock and roll. That is for sure. And, uh, and he did it with a flute, which is pretty crazy. So, um, next week, our guest is going to be none other than Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull. So make sure you tune into, uh, our episode next Monday on the Rockman Power. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Ryan Stick, uh, want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we'd like to thank our uh, guest, Malcolm McDowell, and thank you everyone um, at Tarot PR for helping us get that, um, in motion. And I also want to thank our producer, Julia Kajerski and, uh, and all of you for joining us here this week on the Rockman power hour. We'll see you next week. <laughs>